Okay, start again. <laughs> Hi, Mom Court listeners. Hi, Joy. Hey, Mom Court. <laughs> Hi, Mom Court listeners. Hi, Joy. Hi, Sarah. What are you going to do for Halloween this year? Well, on actual Halloween, we're going to do like kids stuff. But beforehand, I like to occasionally do some some adult, um, like that sounds like it's porn. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> adult parties <laughs> and such. Oh, this is terrible. Start over. over. You do this. What is wrong with me? Hey, Mom Cult listeners. Joy here and Sarah. Say hi, Sarah. Hi. Um, Halloween season is officially upon us. And uh, if you're looking for something unique to do outside of the regular, you know, stupid haunted houses. (laughs) (laughs) But something without kids. Anything. I will do anything I can without kids. Yeah, no kids. We have an idea for you because Camel Express for the very first time is doing a haunted tunnel. Mm -hmm. Called the Tunnel of Terror. Only available at our... Hendersonville location on Rockland Road. Mm -hmm. Um, So about 15 minutes from Nashville, October 19th through the 21st and 26th 26th through through the 29th from 6 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. You can drive your car through the car wash tunnel and it will be haunted and so terrifying that we just like the guy who's producing it is a bona fide haunted house expert. He used to own one. Shout out um, Jimmy. What up, Jimmy Maryland? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's so scary that we had some of just like some of the stuff hung up and people got so freaked out and we got so many messages about it that we had to like cover everything up. Yeah. Like Like just customers being like, I don't want to go in. What are you doing? What? My kid was horrified. Oh, because people were coming in with their kids. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's 13 and up. I mean, obviously it's at the parents' discretion, but we're... Yeah. Animal Express is recommended. No, really don't. Yeah, I feel my heart think just don't bring your kids. What about Ava? She really wants to go. Um, if she can handle it. That's what I don't know. I guess I'll just drive through it one like at yeah, some you point do by myself. First. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe also Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well then who's gonna watch the kids? <laughs> uh you guys can trade <laughs> off. Ooh, put them in the trunk. Yes. Uh, why have I not do. thought of that before? In fact, put your kids in the trunk and come on down. Get get a roadie. <laughs> no, don't do any of that. We're we're liable. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, the weekend's preceding Halloween. For $20, you can drive through the Tunnel of Terror and all proceeds, literally all proceeds from this event will go to Grace Place Ministry. That's a local charity a nonprofit in Hendersonville, Tennessee, and they support single mothers, their children and women in times of distress. Help them find homes and jobs and food and clothes. Mm-hmm. Advocacy of all kinds. Check them out. Grace Place Ministries and all the proceeds will go to that. So it's a win-win. Yeah. Stuff them in the trunk and head on down. Yeah. Visit the Tunnel of Terror the weekend's preceding Halloween at Camel Express Hendersonville. Bye, guys. Bye. Well, I'm hungover, so you guys can just carry this one today. You're hungover? Yeah. Oh, I'm really more fun when I'm hungover. Jeremy's birthday party. What happens is, well, first of all, it just doesn't take a lot the older that I get. And I, I don't, it's not like I'm drinking a ton of drinks, but I'm not drinking enough water to equal the drinks. And I feel like that's what really gets me. And then I'll be up dancing and I'll be like, I'm not feeling how I want to feel. And so I'll have something else. And then once I sit down at the end of the night and then it all like crashes over me anyway, but it was fun. Yeah, fun. Good. You had a good birthday. Good, good. Oh, but um, 
you were saying because your car. No, it was not because of my ended. car. Because of my, I mean, that's true. That's one piece of my life that I've lost. But um, no, I just have, I mean, I couldn't stop crying. Like I couldn't stop crying long enough like to drive a car. Like it was dangerous for me to drive. Mm-hmm. Like it's like getting dressed. Like I couldn't stop crying. And it was, um, I don't know, all my whole life, whenever I thought I wasn't doing well, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is what it means to not be doing well. So you feel so, like you, you finally hit that. bottom yet? Yeah. Once you hit bottom, you're like, wait, I brushed my teeth. Wait, I'm not crying right now. Yeah. Wait. Like, I know where I'm sleeping tonight. Like, that sounds like postpartum. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It is. It's probably, there's probably a version of that for divorce. Yeah. Um, okay. You tell, you guys tell me what is season three feeling like so far? Um, I mean, I've, I've been super happy with it. I'm the more getting more moms in feels really nice, but it also is a quicker turnaround for us. We're, we're putting out podcasts at the same at the same rate, but because it's a new guest, it's like, Oh, we got to get their photos. Like, right. Oh, we got to start promoing their stuff like the week, week, two weeks before. So that part feels like we're doing it at a quicker, well, faster pace. Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't bad. It's just an adjustment. And we, I don't know. I, I don't think I, at least I haven't really thought about it, but we work together in real life me and Sarah and do the pot. I don't know. We're, we're do a lot of things together on a daily basis. We're communicating uh, a lot of different things all the time. And I have not, I don't know. Is it just because we're adults? It's gone very, it's been very effortless. That's good to feel like that. Cause I really worry. Cause I um, am in a position where I give her things to do in our like regular job. And it makes me, I, I feel nervous about that a lot. And like, mm, yeah, it's good to hear that you feel like that. Cause it does feel like that to me. Like I constantly am like, you're just like so good at get such an incredible employee. I'm like, God, <laughs> it's really, I really feel she's, well, I thrive in an environment where I'm like, Ooh, if someone tells me to do the thing and then I do it and then I get a gold star in my, <laughs> in my well, head. Also, you know, you're both moms now and you're both parents, like co-parenting with somebody, right? So you're used to just the logistics of a day, like getting through a day. I was just telling dad, most of my phone calls now with people are, have you eaten? Are we eating? Are you picking up something on the way home? Are we mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, it's just problem solving food, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think once you've moved into that, your daily life is really communicating. There's a job that needs. Yeah, I'm on this part. Then you see how that really can apply to any job that you do. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, I and I feel. Yes, I feel that. And I feel like that sometimes hurts Eric's feelings because I'm like, hey, how was your day? Blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, OK, and this is three thirty and this is five, and we've got this this right. weekend. And it's like <laughs> and I'm honestly it's a lot so of the time true. just saying stuff for my own. Like, so I am sure that I remember it, like saying it out loud. Yeah. No, it's so true because you, I think, especially during the, have we ever talked about the life cycle of a family? Mm-hmm. It's just the coolest thing. Boring, old news, <laughs> old podcast. <laughs> this is, that was so two seasons ago. <laughs> no, um, tell me again. Cause I forget. Well, the part that I didn't say before was <laughs> um, that you go through these different times where logistics is 80 to 90% of your actual relationship. Mm. 
but you, cause this, you're just functioning. Everybody's mm-hmm. just trying to figure out how to function. And then you get to that point where like, Oh wait, you know, this is why people always say you should go on dates. Right. And then you should go on dates. And when, when they're saying, don't talk about the kids, what they're actually saying is don't talk about logistics. Right. That's really hard. Yeah. Like you just remember you're a human meeting another human. How are you? Yeah. Jeremy has anxiety and I he gets overwhelmed with information easily, especially if he's got a lot of information he's carrying that I might not know about. So I have to be like, is now a good time to tell you what's on the calendar (laughs) next week? Or I don't know. Yeah. Just logis- logistics of things that need to get done. And we, sh- and we share a car, which is just like a whole nother pain in the ass. Exactly. That's another good example of how she, Joy, seems like she's done therapy already so much. Like that's no, what our therapist tells us. <laughs> what? What do you say? <laughs> say that again. Sharing a car is its own form of therapy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Yes. The like, she always does the thing that the therapist tells you to do without, I feel like maybe she's learned it. Anyway, like checking in, like, is this a good time? Right, right, right. Like, I never, no, I just like, uh, well, I'll, I, I'll get yeah, into whatever well, I, conversation yeah, every I barreled time. through it many times and we had right. enough arguments about it that I'm like, right. I have to change how I do this. Yeah, that would be the not crazy way to do it. Right. Yes, correct. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe you just haven't been married as many years as she has yet. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah. How many years? Six, 16. <laughs> 16. So wow. That's so funny. It's a big number. It's a decently big number. Okay. So what do y'all want? This is your sort of roundup after the first three episodes. Yeah. Um, After the seeing those first three, do you feel more like you want to talk about those three or maybe you just want to pick, you guys pick a topic that we talk about and it's its own separate thing. I think we kind of pictured the new ones of this being their own thing, more like an extended check-in of Mm -hmm. going, what's going on with you as a mom right now? And what are some things that keep kind of surfacing that are frustrating or that you feel like aren't talked about enough or that you just want to vent? I don't know. Or like, what's going on with you? (laughs) Me? (laughs) Nobody wants to hear it about my life. That's a shit show. It is. It's an understatement. I mean, you're zooming from our parents' basement, so you know it's, it can't yeah. be great. <laughs> just, um, I was on the phone with Sheila, who's my best, best, best childhood friend. We get right. to talk red, about red, red wine, Sheila. Ah, red wine, Sheila. <laughs> and I'm on the phone, realizing I don't have the Zoom link, and I don't have headphones. I don't know where I want to go. And Penny's just gotten up from her nap, and Dad's trying to find me all these things. And Sheila's on speakerphone during like all of this. And I was like, yeah, I'm at my parents and I'm just about to do a podcast. And my niece is here. She's like, hi, Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Sheila. This is all such, life is just a joke mm-hmm. right now. Now for me, I respect all those people out there who have stable lives. And I used to be one of you. Don't be fooled. <laughs> right. It's all temporary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't be fooled. Um, one of the things that Sarah and I were talking about earlier this week was I'm trying to remember this scenario. Oh, the the gist is how as a mother, you and I don't know if this is what we're expected. I think it's both what we're expected to do and just what we do, which is we always feel responsible for like having the kids covered, even if we're going to go just to the grocery or to coffee or whatever, and they do not, the man typically, let's just say traditionally, I know there are a lot of people that don't have this set up anymore, but that 
they just aren't, that's not part of their deal. Like we just always, and Eric will like, as a courtesy to give him credit, will like check in, you know, like, oh, well, can I do this? But it, it was a situation where this is not, I'm not telling this story. Well, I've been out of town at my dad's house for a week and he lives like in the middle of the woods in North central Florida. And it was a great visit, but my brain is just, I don't know. So this will be interesting. So the division of labor as a parent and what that looks like for a man versus a woman and how, at least in my situation, sometimes Eric doesn't realize that or or like fully recognize it. And I get that because he puts in the maximum amount of effort wherever he's asked to, or doesn't even have to be asked to. Like, I get why that would feel like, no, I'm like showing up in every single way, but the truth is, even if we want to go to the grocery store, even if we want to go to coffee, like we we will ask, we will find coverage for the kid. And a lot of times it doesn't feel like it's the same for the man. So um, it was just like, a don't, do you not understand how this is, how this feels like how my, what my role is like, how do we still not see that yeah. eye to eye? And I know? feel like it's for my situation, it feels like it's it's like less about a di- the division of labor. Like he, he does so much. It's like, but he can walk in and out of rooms in the house. Like he can be down in the basement. He like, he can just kind of meander and I have to. Yours is even more on the micro level. Yeah. Like I, I'm like, oh, well I got to make sure. And obviously not so much anymore. She's getting older and all that, that kind of mentality is going to, you know, dissolve as she gets older and she doesn't have to be watched all the time. But it's little things like finding a second to go to the bathroom and making sure she doesn't get any into anything while I'm going into the bath. Like, I, I don't know. I don't I, I don't know how to say it uh, in a way like me saying it right now sounds like not a big deal. Well, <laughs> it's not a big deal. It's just mom is listening. To mom no, mom's <laughs> no. It's just like a yeah. mindset that I'm like, you don't have to have this mindset because part of my role is to kind of carry like my role is mostly with Penny. And that is, it's just how it works. No one's at fault. No one's doing anything wrong or not doing enough. Sometimes I just get mad that I have had to create this mental bandwidth as a mom that he won't have to do. And so sometimes if it feels like that's not, sometimes I just want him to know what that feels like. Is that what it was about? It was about rage is what we were talking about. That was a different one. Oh, (laughs) Oh, and then there was rage. (laughs) It's like unrelated rage. The rage. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's like, um, very closely related. (laughs) Right. I, I, I guess I would, I would compare it to, um, when I, you know, before 2020, before I got pregnant, I was always getting up and taking Ava to school. That just made sense. He works super late. But it's exhausting. Like just knowing this is like, oh God, this is just never going to end. Like I'm going to be getting up and taking her to school for the rest of my life is what it feels like. And then having to go, okay, I'm going to get home and I could either go back to bed because I still go to bed super late. I can either go back to bed, but if I do that, then by the time I wake up, it's going to be like an hour before she's out of school. And I've wasted my whole afternoon with no kid instead of doing anything productive. I'm just sleeping. I also need sleep. So for years, that was like every day, that was my, a constant struggle. Then once Penny was born, he started taking Ava to school in the mornings and still does. 
And just knowing that he knows what that feels like now. Right, right. Is the the impending, I have to set my alarm. I have to try and fall back asleep. That's going to take an hour. Like just the whole thing. I don't carry any resentment about it anymore. Not just because he's still doing it, just because he now knows. He knows what that feels like. And I feel that with this. I feel like so many of the things that are frustrating about motherhood and that make us feel that rage is because of the isolation of the feeling. And there's just so many well, layers of the feeling and going. And what it's, it's also all generations before us never expected the dads to understand, but right. you had a strong enough community of other mothers who you were parenting with. You did feel understood and you did feel supported. And that is part of what we're lacking in modern culture and part of what you're doing here. That's what that's, you've just actually set up the scenario. This is why you created mom cult. Right. Because we need a place where there are other people who will understand that. So the, the reality is we, um, I, I do think adoptive parents have a little bit of a, a leg up on us in this arena, because if you are traditional biological, you know, like you're, you've had your kids biologically, you don't that you get pregnant, right? Y'all, here you are, you get pregnant. You're you're pregnant as a couple. You're not pregnant as a couple. <laughs> Only one of you got pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. Only one of you is like not drinking, can't has uh, you know, heartburn, you know, like just whatever. Name yeah, all it's, the it's things. Lose so your body. personal. Can't like everybody knows you're pregnant. Your your husband can go all around town, do anything he wants, and no one knows that, that he's about to have a baby, right? So you're, you're changing every single thing about your life and he doesn't have to change anything and you don't have a choice, right? Right. Like you, okay. So you have a choice that you're going to have this baby, anything else you're not today. I'm, I'm comfortable giving up alcohol today. I'm comfortable, you know, whatever the thing is today, I'm comfortable giving up my body. You're not choosing like you're, it's all happening to you. and so. For a woman and for a mom, it is um, these sacrifices are being made from you and of you. And this is just the way it is. Right. For the dad, every single sacrifice he's making. He's choosing. He's choosing. And if you flipped it, like, would you make that? Would you like, hey, hey, do you want to lose your body? Like, do you want to give up alcohol? <laughs> like whatever you, I mean, it. it's honestly it, a lot more character is developed in them by choice. Right. The character yeah. developed in us, not by choice. No. And the reality is we will never, ever, ever understand that. Either right. the, the opposite way. Yeah. They are never going to understand what happened to us and the sacrifices we have to make. And we will never understand what it means to make the choices to sacrifice Right. what, what? they do. Why does like, that make me? I feel like I'm going to cry. I just, I've, it's because that's really what makes a woman become a woman and a man become a man. Yeah. That's right. very nice. But I hate, I hate that I feel whenever those choices are made by the man, I feel like I carry some sort of guilt, like they're having to choose this because right. 
Right. We are now this force in your life that you have to uproot some things. Exactly. And change. And I don't want to, I don't want to carry some resentment from you. Right. Because we decided this together. Right. So I also carry my own resentment that you, (laughs) that you are getting to choose. Exactly. Um, And there's two parts of that. I, I am really, really convinced that relationships boil down to one thing that every relationship in the whole world. The oh, only- good. What is it? Like, are, are you ready? Yeah. Lean in, please. You're lean in. I, you're not going to like it. Oh. I don't like it. But, Maybe. And, and you could prove me wrong. I could be wrong. But so far, it's proven true is forgiveness. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. That's it. Like yeah. every single day, I'm forgiving myself and I'm forgiving this other person. Sometimes for things they're never even going to know I'm forgiving them for. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that's the only re- way we stay whole. <laughs> yeah. But, um, okay, here's my other little man, woman thing. I believe, and again, this is, this is try to chest test this out. I don't know if this is going to play out, We, but so far since I've come up with it, I'm like, I think I'm right. Um, I think women make sacrifices for people they love. I think love makes women make sacrifices. I think men love what they sacrifice for. I think they make the sacrifice first and whoever they made that sacrifice for is who Mm. they're in love with, who that's what becomes love. Right. Anyway, that's my little, you know, trial in traditional and you know obviously these dynamics feminine and masculine dynamics can be in play in versions of couples but that kind of reminds me of so well, let me finish that okay. like saying the reason i think that's so important into what you're speaking to <laughs> is because i think when women don't want guys to make sacrifices for them they're missing out on that that's how he falls in love with you mm-hmm. that's how you become valuable Mm-hmm. anything in life he's not making sacrifices for, he doesn't really love or know love or understand love and right. don't want to take that away from a person. What, what, who was taking it or what, what, who would be taking it away? Like, you oh mean God. like take away like the, the effort that's being made? Right. Like if my kids were to say, mom, I don't like you have to make this sacrifice for me, feeding me every day. It makes me feel bad. Well, you're like, well, one, I have to legally. <laughs> <laughs> But two, that's what love is. It reminds me of, and I don't know if, I don't think I'm making this up, but I don't know where I heard it or where it was discussed, but it sounds similar to women wanting to feel that kind of love before sex and that that feeling for men comes after sex, that kind of before orgasm, they experience it after orgasm. Mm-hmm. Am I making that up or have you guys no, heard that too? I mean, that seems to be the case. Personal experience. <laughs> that does appear to have an effect on uh, the level of what's that? What's the love? Research for you. <laughs> yeah. What's that love? Uh, the chemical? Yeah. It's the. Or is it the C? Doesn't it? Um, the cuddle. The, it's called the cuddle chemical. It's really oxytocin. Thank you. That one. Coxytocin. Wow. (laughs) You said it started with a C. Still works. The the cuddle hormone. The cuddle hormone. The cuddle slash sacrifice hormone. (laughs) Um, Just to understand that there, there is nothing 
there's nothing of value. Like you don't look back at anything in your life that was a value, a value that didn't cost you something. And, and that we'll never understand each other. Right. Although I do have, I didn't do this, do what I say, not what I did. And I've already told Joy this before, and I cannot recommend it highly enough. Mm-hmm. I believe every single mom should leave for two weeks every year. Yeah, I was just talking at about once? this last night. At once, two weeks in a row. One week is too easy to find a babysitter and like, oh, and I had this and like, whatever. Two weeks is like, your family needs to understand how to function without you. One, how to function without you or two, to see what you do. Yeah. You need a break from doing that every year. And I think that is a, not an easy thing, but in comparison to the consequences that happen when you don't do that. You, it is important. Your your kids and your spouse need to be able to see what you do, and it is very hard for them to see it unless you're not doing it. And that you need a break from it. So impossible. Yeah, that's impossible. But I don't. Oh, I don't. <laughs> oh, here's the other part. No, it is. It yes, it does seem impossible, and that's why I didn't do it. I'm still saying, figure out how you would do it because. There's other situations that happen in life that you will have to figure out how to do it. Like it's, you know, like you're like, that's impossible, but then somehow you can get divorced. And do you know what I'm saying? Like there are mm-hmm. all these other things or some time then you're like, oh, all of a sudden I'm like in a rehab center. Like there are these crisis situations. Not again. Figure out how to do it. Every year. Uh. <laughs> um. And see, even, even the practice of seeing what would have to happen for me to leave for two weeks. That by itself would be an amazing, like, whoa, do I really do this much? Um, yeah. T- thinking about that seriously, anxiety. I think, well, I think the thing that makes me most anxious is just being away from them. Like just the thought of it, I start to get like pain in my chest, honestly, but I'm, I'm coming off of that week with, you know, some no, no, pretty melancholy. I, yeah, and that's actually the biggest part for a mom. And the reason I came up with this idea after I finished my life was because you have to <laughs> you do have to face all of that someday. You have to face all of that. They leave. Yeah. That that's the other part of it why it's so important for a mom is because you're like, "Oh, what does it mean for me to man like am I going to store all this up for the day they leave for college?" Um and so practicing even working through that anxiety is it's mm-hmm. that is it's not it's not a joke like it's not a it's there so yeah that anxiety you feel right now I feel it talking about it and my kids have already left home yeah and that is something to be worked through it needs time and care and attention and how wonderful to face that for 14 days and then be back with your family as opposed to to face that and it's like oh they've all left right Mm, what do you do with this information that like the only I've, I've been away, mm, I don't know, like a handful of times for a day or two days or whatever. And it seems to me like, I mean, cause Eric can be a lot more efficient than I am. He can get through all of like the tasks a lot more quickly. And um, now he did like forget lunch once or whatever, that kind of thing. But like, but he made it, it was just in the fridge. And when I saw it, when I came home, I was like, well, these things are cut very symmetrically and I don't do that 
like the cheese is all in perfect little squares. Um, what if like, yeah, part of the fears in my case, let's just say is that it, it'll be fine. Yes. That they don't need you at all. Yeah. No, that's right. just because it was a day. That's because you got home and the burnout hadn't even begun this is, yet. This yeah, exactly. This is why I say two weeks. Also, yeah, it reminds me of when um, when you left and Adam had the kids and he he lied technically and was like, we were fine. I totally forgot about that. You remember that? Yeah. I mean, I don't remember it happening, but I remember you telling exactly me. Right. So he basically, I left, I think I went on a beach trip for like four days. That was the first time I left them. And of course I did stupid things like had everything pre-done. And oh yeah. Everything set up as much as I pot as you possibly can. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And, um, yeah, when I came back, he was like, it was great. It was great. It was easy. There's no problem. Kind of like, I don't know what the big deal is about. Right. And I was like, huh? Okay. So that's interesting that you're telling me this story now. I didn't, I mean, one was like, oh, good. I can do this more often then, right? Right. <laughs> so one part, if that really is the case, then bye. Hey, for you, let's all enjoy this more. Um, so I guess I can't remember why he did, but years later, he told me I lied to you. That was the hardest week of my life. And I didn't want you to know how hard it was for me and how it didn't seem that hard for you. <laughs> fascinating. <laughs> that would be great. Right. Right. Yeah. I think it's really, um, that there's, there's so many pieces to it again, who's going to ever do it. I didn't do it. So maybe nobody's ever going to do it. Um, but I think it is, if, if you want the answer to your problem and you want him to understand you, this is your best shot at doing it. If you really want that. And I do think that that can go a really, really long way into partnering, right? When I, I've put my, my feet in your shoes and it's, it's, it's worth asking what is their reality that we, they haven't left us in because since I have been divorced, the reality of all of my livelihood being a hundred percent dependent on me, nobody else is paying the cable bill for me. Nobody else. Like I don't have anybody picking up the pieces behind me or in front of me. Right. Or even sharing in the stress of something together. Like maybe oh. neither of us can do it, but it's we're together, we're worried about this. Right. Um, so it it might be worth a conversation of what do you think I'll never understand? Mm -hmm. you know, what would be the reverse version of you, you leaving me for two weeks in my life? Right. Without seeing all the things that you do. Yeah. If yeah. Jeremy, I, if Jeremy took two weeks off. I would, right. I would have no money to live life. So, <laughs> right. Oh yeah. And when he has been, when he has been gone for a period, like I said, something about division of labor earlier and, and especially actually as Parker gets older, a, I don't know if it's that he's a boy. It feels like, cause he's a boy. He wants his dad like more of the time. What was the point? I don't know what the point division was. of labor. You oh yeah. I do notice it's a massive whole when that's what she said um <laughs> stupid i've been watching the office and uh it changes you, it changes you. <laughs> it does. yeah <laughs> corral's really just like have i already talked about this on an episode mm -hmm. okay i just somebody like doing like exactly what they're supposed to do at the exact moment they're supposed to be doing it is really moving to me 
I would talk to you about it in real life. That's like with comedy or anything, anything, but for, for me, often it's comedy or like, like RuPaul, um, like somebody just being peak at the best that they're good at. Or we saw Dave Chappelle. I told you that, that he like seeing him perform was so moving. Like I can cry talking about it. Yeah. Just yeah. Like somebody yeah. being that right. great or musicians, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, all that to say, Eric is helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I do. I think that there's there's a lot of just sort of letting go of thinking we're ever going to get anybody else to understand. Yeah, it's just like it's just something that at its core is like this is unfair. Right, and I think right. sometimes I just want I want to throw a tantrum about it. Well, and that's okay too. There's you can throw tantrums. It's just your tantrum mark. It won't help anybody else understand any better. <laughs> and I do think as many, you know, Obviously, you've chosen the roles you've chosen for a reason. Um, but I do think any chance you have, it's, it's good. It's good to get to have some experiences without the other person there, right? To appreciate what they're there for and what they bring that you don't see right. or you never know. Yeah. Hey, Mom Cult listeners. Hey, Sarah. Hi, hi, Joy. What are you What are you thinking about eating this this week, this season? I'm hungry right now. Yeah, um, of course. I've been like trying to pre plan dinners. I met this mom who 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 said to do that, and then I've been doing it. <laughs> and uh, so two nights a week we do these like dinners, and then like two other nights a week I'm cooking dinner, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, well, what am I going to cook for dinner? And when I need to figure out what to do last minute. Mm-hmm. There's a really good option really close to us. Can I can I can I guess what it is? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna guess that it's um uh Mr. Aaron's goods. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you can always use code MOMCOLT for 20% off your purchase, which we should close with, but we're putting it here. 20% off. What? That's a lot. That's like almost 50. Might as well carry be the wine. Yeah. <laughs> you want a free meal? <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday through Friday. Nine to two, they're open, and Saturdays, nine to noon, or until when they sell out. They are at TKO in East Nashville. They have Gresh, blah, blah, Gresh. They have Gresh pasta, <laughs> sauces, other specialty goods. They're family owned and operated, awesome people. And what do you uh, think about it? I think I love Gresh pasta. I can't get enough. <laughs> Check them out at mrarronsgoods.com, M R A A R O N S goods.com. I'm using code MOMCOLT for 20% off. Gresh. 100% off. <laughs> Gresh. 100% off Gresh bust. This is so good. I hope you guys enjoy this. Wow. I was talking to one of my friends last night and I just seen on Instagram, she'd been at the pumpkin patch with her kids that afternoon. And when I was watching the videos of her at the pumpkin patch yesterday, you know, I was having those feelings of like, I haven't left my house today. I, my kids did go to the pumpkin patch, but with the grandparents and I don't know, just feeling like I could be doing better. And so we were talking about it last night and she was saying something like, Oh, I had committed to this school thing. So I had to take the kids to the pumpkin patch. And she was like, the pumpkin patch was fine. I feel like I've said pumpkin patch 4,000 times. (laughs) She said it was great, but I was snapping at them in the car on the way there, snapping in the car on the way home. And I'm sitting there being like, how, how do we 
how do we show more of that? I'm like, regardless, like that's our, all of our lives as moms. And we're not, obviously we're not putting on Instagram, us snapping at our kids. Cause we're not, why would that moment be recorded anyway? But it's just wild to me that even though I know that a mom's day had a bunch of stressful things mixed in with the good, we're still only seeing the good. And when I see the good, it still makes me feel I'm right. not doing. Well, and don't you think that people feel that way about you too? I'm sure. Absolutely. Everyone knows <clears throat> the girls are perfect. If I'm perfect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Two things. Uh, one, if I haven't said it on this show, Instagram actually is has proven to cause depression. <laughs> Just want to let you guys know. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. I know you're right. Um, also, I'm thinking about the idea of a scrapbook, right? Like if you go back in old fashioned days, you'd have like, we took these pictures over time. We looked through those pictures. I remember... It, but you're going to like, if we're going to do our tri- our Christmas in Montana, you're going to pick all the pictures because you're wanting to remember that trip. No one has ever wanted to remember the fight in the car. Mm-hmm. No, but never, ever. But I do remember um, when you were a baby and, you know, like sort of the the um, legend of joy is that you cried a lot. And um, I remember... I went in the bedroom. You were sitting on the bed and you were just screaming, crying. And I went in the bedroom with the camera and I took a picture of you crying on the bed because I was like, they are not going to remember this. <laughs> they are just putting all her little Olin Mills cute pictures everywhere. And this is what future it was like. generations need to know. This is what it was like. <laughs> and I remember getting that printed and being like, I'm putting this in the scrapbook. <laughs> <laughs> That's so something Ava would do. <laughs> It's the ultimate big sister move. (laughs) But I think that that is truly why it is. There is a true danger into cataloging every day and, and not just cataloging it, not just having a picture taken of it every day, but also then having other people see it is because the, our life in pictures was never supposed to be viewed at that micro level. Like it's a macro experience. Mm -hmm. Like this was that year. This was that. And then that is this whole collective. We never, ever would think, oh, so your fourth grade year was perfect. We wouldn't think that, right? We we have this conscious understanding of, oh, I remember my best friends didn't let me go to the slumber party or whatever. Like we have those experiences. But the more that we are presenting something on the daily, our brain isn't getting that forest for the trees experience that you do typically when you look at the past, right? What is, what is force for the trees? Like if I tell you my kids growing up, if I, I I could talk about that for an hour, my kids growing up. Well, it was 20 years. I'm telling you some of the high points and some of the low points, but none of us think that was all that it was, mm-hmm. that our brains just understand how to process that. But yet when we do that in a day, when I Instagram a few pictures of my day, our brains don't know how to see that that, is just this small part of the story because it's one it's one day. We we can't we can't see the forest for the trees one day, right? That's what you do mm-hmm. over a year, over gotcha. a ten year period. And it it's so fascinating to me that all the information in the world that we know it's not real or the whole story does not translate to our bodies. Mm-hmm. It, for some reason, it doesn't matter that you know it was probably a hard day. It was yeah. really, you know, it doesn't matter. Mm-mm. 
And that is so interesting to me because that's what we thought the last 10 years would be, would be this like, well, we all know that's not real, but it doesn't matter. (laughs) It doesn't make a difference. I'm thinking about that a lot, like a lot, like five, 10 of my favorite pictures, like family pictures of all the siblings and I together are either just me or everybody being upset, like looking upset. Like us with Santa and I'm like screaming, crying and we're all like, like not into it. Or with my sister, I'm really mad about this boat. Yeah. Anyway, we should post those. They're good. Maybe off topic, but. Um, I feel like that's some really good content for today. We're just going to start another tangent if we keep talking. Mm -hmm. Oh, like it's dwindled. Oh, we're done. I think so. She's very politely saying. I got to go. I've given you all I have today. Goodbye. Yeah, I mean, that's true too, but also <laughs> be amazed. Be amazed at me. I just launched my second season of my podcast yesterday. How's that going? It's really, really, really well. Awesome. We've got, we got some super good coverage because you know we were on Off the Vine, Caitlin Bristow's bod- podcast, and then, or I was, and then I also got quoted in the Wall Street Journal. Ooh. So between both of those things, I've gotten a lot of good following on the podcast. Um, and then our beautiful friend Emily Leonard is going to be the next artist. That's gonna be it. so fun. But does the, Sarah know what the podcast is? Do you know what it is, Sarah? Yes. An artist trades in their smartphone for a dumb phone and sees how that affects what they create. Um, and Emily is a watercolor artist. Yes, I love her work. Oh, you know, you know her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know her because y'all had like shared friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but the funny, it's not funny, like. I had to get the podcast out by October 15th and I was not doing well. I mean, could just like, can you just stop crying for at least an hour in a row or whatever? And it was like, okay, we've got to get this recording done. It's just a 15 minute podcast, but I was listening to it while we were editing it and everything. And I was just like, that's so funny. Nobody would ever guess that. Mm-hmm. I had to stop crying. And then like finished recorded, she started crying again. <laughs> So I'm very, very, very proud of myself for being able to be recorded mm-hmm. today and also for having some thoughts that I'm like, no, that's good. That's good. Let's stop now. Let's stop. Right, right, right. <laughs> it is good. You offered a lot. I, I feel I got my money's worth. Oh, good. <laughs> good. I'm glad to hear that. Okay. I love you both. I love you. Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening. As always, you can follow us at Mom Cult Podcast. Feel free to DM us with any topics or things you you are wanting to vent about or that you would like us to talk in these uh, mom therapy episodes. Today was a good example of what the vibe's going to be, just very casual. And we would love to cover anything that you guys want to hear. Bye!